0: The one from National Lampoon's European Vacation. Why is that so popular? (laughs) Search me,
1: but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rustys taking trips to Europe?
0: We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films...
2: So it's Saturday morning. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Saturday matinee. Uh, we're here. The stars of the next real family of podcasts are here to shine for you. And tonight I have two of the brightest uh, in our in our constellation. I have Ocean. Good morning, everybody. And I have Mandy. Hello. Who I decided I will not call a troll today. Out. I'm not going to. No, I'm saying I'm not.
3: It haunts me. Okay. All right. I, I told Pete offline, to I'm like, my mom wants to talk to you. Ah. I can't. I am too sensitive a soul.
2: As long as we can record that and put that on the show, yeah, I think that would be oh, fine. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Good, yeah. So I, once again, am Kyle Olson. I'm here from the Marvel Movie Minute podcast. I'm uh, stepping into the big chair for a while while we had some, uh, uh, some people moving around. So I kind of uh, got this job late. So I'm um, hoping that I can uh, p- pretend like I know what I'm doing. Uh, but I'm with you two on by my side, I am sure we're going to have a fantastic time. You can right. cheat uh, so, off of
3: Ocean. Yeah. Well,
2: oh, yes. So uh, first of all, I want to know, uh, what have you guys been watching? Like in the last couple of weeks, what have you been, what have you seen? What have you, what have you been into? Well,
4: Okay, so the two shows that I've been into the most right now are, I'm, you know, in The Mandalorian, because, you know, anything, ba- anything oh, yes. Baby Yoda does, I must see. And then I'm watching <laughs> Star Trek Discovery. And so the oh. thing, that, though, that I've noticed last night, and this is what, uh, and this is apropos, not this isn't even dealing with the show, it's apropos of something different. I've started noticing this, that I, like many people, have cut the cord. And so then there, I mm. utilize mm. a lot of various streaming services. And so what I'm starting to notice now is that with like CBS Plus and then Showtime, Disney Plus, <laughs> uh, you know, so that, I mean, is- I'm mean, i going to ignore Netflix for a second because Netflix is ubiquitous. Um, but, you know, AMC Plus and all these other different streaming services that they're building, they're building content specific for those services, which is great. Mm-hmm. I'm getting I'm going to pay for what I want to see. And that's awesome. And I love that part. But what I started noticing is that, that the interfaces of most of these streaming services suck, right? So if you go to CBS+, yes. Plus, for example, because that's what, I'm watching Star Trek Discovery now. So when I go to CBS+, Plus, by and large, I'm watching Star Trek Discovery. And the interface doesn't even have the simple like, hey, show me what you watched last, right? Or, you know, or, or save here are your favorites, kind of like Netflix or like Hulu or something else like that. It's like I have to then, to find it there, I have to search through all of their content to so then maybe I can hopefully find it somewhere buried, hidden somewhere, because it's not even where you'd expect it to be. So then what I end up doing is you end up going out to my Apple TV and go into the search <laughs> yeah. bar and then searching for the title, and then I go right to it, right? So so then I'm, I'm starting to notice that I'm doing that with more and more different of the shows, like with AMC Plus. I'm, I'm in it for Gangs of London. Great show, by the way, if you haven't seen it. It's awesome. But on AMC Plus, it's pretty much the only thing worth watching. So so but uh, still same deal. I can't go to the shows that I want to go to. I can't save them. I can't set up a format. So what I think is that a company like I'm going to say Hulu. So Hulu has a great interface to it, you know, where you have you can save your favorites. You can do all you know, you can put your shows where you want to go and you can find things very easily inside of it. And I think a service like Hulu, because I know that all of the Hulu executives listen to the Saturday matinee. And so what they should do <laughs> is take this advice and they should build a, a an API. That allows to link to it. So then when I go to the, my Hulu interface, which I love, I can then see the AMC Plus show or the, you know, the CBS Plus show, whatever other show that I want to see, because I find that I'm wasting time now with, the, with these bad interfaces searching around for, sh- for the, one sh- the one show that I want to see on it.
3: Don't you think they're doing that? So you, you're seeing their other content.
4: That was my initial thought too, Mandy. And that's a great point. And let me, let me tell you why I think that that's not what's happening because they, because Mm -hmm. they're making the one show that I want to see hard to find. What you're thinking of is the Netflix model. Netflix are geniuses with this. They give you your list and those are shows you want, but your list is always two or three clicks away from wherever you are, but you know that Mm -hmm. it's two or three clicks away. So you'll eventually find it, but on the way you'll see the other stuff. And then that, and that's how they get into that with the earth, Everything. Now with CBS Plus or Showtime Plus or HBO Max or all this other stuff, right, since I can never find the shows that I wanna find, what I end up doing is I leave that app and I go to the Apple search then i mm. search for the show i want and that takes me directly to the show so therefore i'm sticking it to I the man bypassed <laughs> all of your stupid you've fare.
3: circumvented the right, yeah right. But, I feel but yeah I like
4: well i mean yeah. but yeah but now i have to you know remember get the right title you know the spelling and you know maybe you know say it into the microphone it's, it's an extra step of where it's like if you had a nice interface where everything was all right together then i then i could uh, have a much more enjoyable experience with your app and then i would look at your other fair like netflix cuz haven't we all spent an a Saturday afternoon watching some Netflix show that we had no intention of watching 5 minutes before we started watching <laughs> it so, sure.
2: we're spending half an hour going through all the other shows trying to f- desperately find something absolutely. to watch
4: absolutely yeah so so, yeah. It, so anyway
2: i am yeah so i'm with you i'm with you in your in your uh your User interface. Uh, I think the worst has to be Amazon. Oh, Amazon yeah. Prime. Have they changed that in Like since no. the they it launched? Has, I mean, it has all this like... They still have, they still have seasons listed individually. Yeah. Like if I'm watching season one, I can't just go, yeah, show me season two. It's like you have to go yeah. out and go find season two and then go back in. Yeah. <laughs> and they treat trailers like they're episodes. Yes. So... I was watching The Boys uh, off of a recommendation here on the show. Uh, and every time I would finish an episode, it would go back to the trailer for season two. I was what? like, I... I'm watching season two. I don't need to go back and see the, like Boys, show me the next episode.
3: These are first world problems. I to you am that. I, right? Oh, absolutely.
2: <laughs> absolutely. But you know, we're, we're paying, but we are paying for the exactly. service. So it's sure. not like a, it's like a free thing. You know, it's, it's, I mean, you can, you can rail against the library, but it's like, I'm paying yeah.
3: for, <laughs> I'm paying
2: $15 a month or whatever. It's like, I know how much money Jeff Bezos has. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can pay better programmers. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I mean, yeah, yes, you on. can.
4: Yeah, and they, yeah, and they, they're, their the recommendations are bad on Amazon Prime as well. So, but at the end yeah, of the day, I, yeah. the Amazon Amazon Prime, unlike the other streaming services, I forgive a little bit more because really, I'm a member of that for the free shipping.
5: You know, True. that's it's like True. I want the that's free shipping, the and
4: then I'm just going to get some content on top of that, and that's like the bonus. But yeah. like you know, for my CBS All Access or AMC Plus, I'm only there for the for the entertainment. So then they need to step up their yeah. interfaces
2: yeah exactly I'm, I'm just there for star trek and then once that's gone exactly. i'm going to actually they're they're being smart now in that i think as soon as discovery ends i believe stephen king's the stand starts. okay good so good. it's like so, oh okay, okay. Yeah. i'll give you another right, month. right. yeah then yeah, i may sure. watch it.
4: right because they were they were on my pile of streaming services that i cycled in and out of where you'd, you know get them for the few yeah. months of your show and we oh, yeah. drop them and then you just pick them back yep. up again when your show comes back on yeah it's uh, all
2: yeah. yeah exactly it's like there's some stuff that i'd be curious to see but they're not appointment television. exactly exactly
4: yeah, this is how. This is. So,
2: about you, Mandy what have, What have you been uh, What have you been watching?
3: Well, I feel like you just described my dating life in the <laughs> in my twenties and thirties. I'll pick you up and then I'll drop you and then I'll. Okay. Uh, uh What am I watching? Um, I'm almost done with Grace and Frankie, which I'm loving. I had never mm. seen it, and last night we started The Queen's Gambit.
2: Oh, I've heard a lot about
5: that.
3: Based on a recommendation from my father never a good thing. Oh. We just don't have the same tastes and yes. you know he's a man who's like you don't watch JAG? JAG <laughs> is the greatest <laughs> show of all time. Yes. And, uh, but the first episode
2: Your dad and my dad would really yeah, get along. Yeah,
4: no, and, and yes, yeah. also sounds like my mother has similar TV tastes So uh, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Great. yeah, Yeah, every time there's, there's any conversation with people, I mean, obviously there has not been in the last year, but when we ever were together and they start talking about shows, my dad would always bring up Longmire. Oh every time we start talking about any television shows, have you seen Longmire? <laughs> I'm like, man, like, you have access to the greatest collection of television shows in history. Oh, Why are you on about Longmire? <laughs> and, what, and, like, they did, like, six seasons, man. That was a good run. Like, we only got 14 episodes of Firefly, but you got, like, you got almost 100 episodes of Longmire. Like, you ha- well, it had that's its That's a run. lot to talk about.
4: Yeah, it's a lot to unpack. I guess so.
2: And, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe there was a, a huge season yeah. finale that, like, you know... That they never got resolved. Maybe there's a cliffhanger it was all a dream. that he's just dying to talk about. Exactly. Maybe that's his Doctor Who where he's like, I have, I have passionate ideas about Longmire and what happens afterwards. Longmire, the next generation. <laughs>
3: the, and what are you watching? The next Kyle? The 1910s? besides <laughs> Longmire.
2: Uh, uh, Fargo, uh, and uh, since all the stuff's going on, I, since what's been happening in America over the last couple of months, I decided to look at the alternate universe version of this when it worked, and I've been watching the West Wing again for, like, the fifth time or yes. whatever. So I've gone back to the beginning and, and gone through again. So it's interesting to see it through... 2020 eyes yes you know, still one of my favorite shows but it's like interesting because they're even uh one of the early episodes they have a long thing where they talk about smallpox like they're talking about nuclear war is not gonna be the next thing smallpox is gonna be the next thing someone's gonna right. you know <laughs> drop a vial of it in times square and everybody's gonna get sick and the whole country i'm like oh wow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh aaron sorkin yeah. you didn't know how right yeah. you were you're know. just a
3: little bit off we did american president uh, just oh, in such the spirit a great movie. of the oh. One of my favorites,
2: yes, that yeah. is, the yeah, and, and you see, they, they pull a lot of even the same lines, yeah. I think. Well, yes, they do. yeah, it's, it's, it's
4: right there both there. of them are Aaron's work, Aaron so they uh, one That's was drawn right. from the other, but uh, yeah, West Wing is one of my favorite shows of all time,
2: yeah, yeah, and the about it still holds up. It I does. have to explain to people, no, it's an alternate universe where the best and brightest go to serve and uh, and, and try and, and govern instead of you know, who's the most popular. It's a It's a whole
4: different idea, it is, and. It's almost science fiction. I, it, it, well, that's, it's it's kind of always been, right? I mean, you know, that's yeah, you know okay, we, we we're gonna we're gonna wrap uh, or you know, romanticize how, how how you know how <laughs> things were then. I mean, yes, things are way worse now, but you know, it was you know the movie, I think the West Wing worked back then because even then, in that time, we were still thinking, hey, wouldn't yeah. it be great if they were like this?
2: Yeah, yeah, the the idealized exactly. version of like, wouldn't it be amazing if people, just the, the best yep. and brightest and the smartest That's of right. us right. chose to go into public right. service? Wouldn't that be yes, amazing? Awesome. And it was about yes. ideas and about uh, you know who could implement yeah. them the best. Well, we all want
4: the West Wing, but we get the... <sighs> So, <laughs>
2: that's true uh, alright so let's get into some news then uh, I think the biggest thing we have to talk about is Wonder Woman uh, because Wonder Woman is actually we're actually going to be able to see it Yay! in like a month it's amazing Wonder Woman 1984 they have announced that it's this is something unprecedented I don't think I've ever seen this before where we, we've seen different ideas on like Uh, Like with Trolls World Tour, like okay, we're gonna you can buy it, you can rent it now at full price and see it, or we've seen with Premier Access, like okay, we're gonna you can watch it now, but then it's gonna eventually join it. But this is the first time we're seeing a simultaneous release, so it's it's basically like however you want to see Wonder Woman eighty four, here you go. Uh, And I I thought it was very interesting at the end of the trailer. There's kind of a shot across the bow because they they say in theaters on Christmas Day or on HBO Maxed. At no additional cost. I was like, ooh, that's a shot right at Disney. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> but, but I'm so excited because the movie is we're finally going to get to see it. And we're going to get to see it however you want. If you have in a place like the rest of the world who's got this together and you can see it in a theater, great. If you're like us who can't seem to get things together, you can watch it on your phone. Please don't watch it on your phone. Yeah. Or you can watch it on your big television, which hopefully you have. That's what you used, all the money you saved uh, for not paying for gas over the, uh, the quarantine. Uh, but what do you guys think? Are you excited?
4: Uh, yes i i am very excited about it i'm surprised by the uh the simultaneous part of it you know i, I expected them to do something more along the lines of you know kind of what amc did where you would have them in theaters for a couple weeks and then release it uh, on video on demand so it's it's it, this right. is an interesting model and i think that Depending upon how they're able to figure out the economics of this, it could also lead in yet another way of how the movie industry could change how they release things. That if, if, if they are able to make enough money with the combination of these two things, would they then start looking at other fare and doing that same thing, even when things go back to normal? I, I don't I don't think that they would. I think they'd want to keep it where it's in theaters for a bit and then maintain that experience in that revenue stream and then go to the second revenue stream. But um yeah, but I'm very interested in, I'm very interested in seeing, you know, in, in the end of January. Or so when they start reporting, you know, the numbers of this, whether or not it would, you know, send the right message or send send a message to encourage other other films to do this. Right. Especially in the Somebody time. had yeah. to do it. Yes. Somebody had yeah. to try
3: yes. it. And right. this is a guaranteed crowd pleaser so i'm glad that they're trying it because this is the situation we're in and i feel like they're saying we're trying to get the entertainment to you i i appreciate that
5: yes
4: i I do
2: it would be interesting to see what the numbers are like for their subscribers i mean that's really what it comes down to i mean if they're if hbo max is really in this fight uh to see if Everybody just gets, on on the 24th, a huge spike in numbers. And right. then on the 26th, a huge drop in numbers. <laughs> right. It'll be interesting to see if people stay around for the other uh... stuff that's on there. <laughs> right. right. They get in for that, and then well, they get well, out, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I fast. think
4: they're more hoping that everybody, there's a huge spike in December, and then come January, you forget that you signed up for the automatic renewals, and then it renews. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, then, you know, and you keep telling yourself every month, oh, I'm going to stop this. I'm going to you know, cancel my subscription. You just never quite get around to it. So.
3: I think that's that's the model they're
4: hoping for. It's like a gym membership that way. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) I want to quit the gym.
2: So uh, speaking of uh, the streaming world is is really where things are hot right now. Uh, So Netflix is seemingly going after talent as opposed to just going after individual shows because they seem to be uh, seeking out individual people. Locking in. They've got Shonda Rhimes has just signed a huge deal with them. Uh, And now this week it was uh, David Fincher.
4: It, yes, yes, it was. David mentioned. They also have deals with uh, David, and I always pronounce his mispronounce his name Benioff and DB Weiss that uh, created Game of Thrones. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, oh, so right. they, you know they're, they're, Benwarf, they're adding yeah. on you know a lot of things. I think that oh this no Off. I'm sorry,
3: yeah Benioff Benioff is that yeah. their, Benioff? Okay, I so. that's right. I,
4: I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I butcher it every time I say it. So I, I I'll take your I'll take your word for it. So <laughs> darn yes. those um, Yeah, they um, and I think that the, what the Netflix is doing is really kind of a smart play for their end that they are starting to uh they were well, not really starting to they think they're continuing the process of realizing that they are a content provider and that by locking up these creatives right it allows them to get uh you know obviously you have more yeah locking them up it gives you more content that you can provide it also kind of I think it's interesting locking up the creative side because you usually hear about this with actors, right? But, you know, one actor, you know, can can do a few things here and there, right? But, you know, creators, they can write different shows, run multiple shows, put out different products, lock up various actors where then, you know, it could be this sneaky scenario of where all of a sudden, you know, there's a large swath of the, you know, of the acting population that is all doing shows for Netflix because they wanted to work with these creators. So I think it's a really smart move on Netflix's part to not only maintain relevance, but also maintain their... Really, because a dominant position in the in the streaming wars, as as they are now,
3: it's going back to the old studio system in a way. Yeah, it really is. And, I was thinking um, that too. But it does feel like that's the natural progression of where things are going. Yeah. Netflix yeah. has got the money and the you know the the eyes on their projects, and who wouldn't want to know? I'm here for the next four years, and I have you know autonomy or agency over my own work, and I get to do what I want. That's what Netflix offers.
2: And the metric isn't in uh, box office, mm-hmm. so it's not about like how like your opening weekend and and the long tail and any of that stuff or it's advertisers
3: just like, or any of that.
2: Right? Yeah, it's eyeballs. It's just mm-hmm. pure eyeballs. I'm curious to know, like, so Martin Scorsese does The Irishman, and you know it puts out and then Oscars and 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 everybody talking about it. And here we are, we're still talking about it. Does he get to know the numbers? I mean, Netflix is so cagey no about like, what it is. to know
3: the numbers. Right?
2: Is it only Ted? Only Ted gets to see the numbers? Nobody else gets to, to know? I mean, I was, I'm curious, like, on these deals, do they get to know if their show is hitting or not? And and also, for these people who are making television shows, like Shonda Rhimes, are they going to suffer from the second season problem? Because Netflix doesn't like continuing shows. It likes new shows. So once you get to that second season, they start going, like, price is going up. You're not really pulling in more people. You got to go. Well,
4: I think that's going to depend on the shows. You know, they did, let's see what well, their first show was the House of Cards, which was successful mm-hmm. for multiple seasons. And they have other True. shows like, uh, what is it? The one with the superheroes, the, 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 kid, the, the kids, the Umbrella Academy. Right, The Umbrella Academy has multiple seasons and that's doing well. So they, they, can, they can do different shows with, uh, with multiple seasons to then build forward. I think that, you know, A... I, I do find that I'm, I'm very for anything that where the writers are going to get paid. Right. Because the, the writers yes. are a lot you know, Very are, the most important part to me of, of the entertainment is, is the writing, you know, and then, you know, what they what they produce and what they put out. Then that really dictates kind of a lot of times when you have, you know, movies you love or hate, a lot of times you will find that the writers are really kind of the writing is the difference, you know, cause usually the, you know, the acting is generally going to be good. Yeah. Every now and again, it won't be but generally that's good. But the writing is really where I think that is that, they, that the uh, makes a difference between the great, the good and the great. And uh, I'm, I'm all for anything like this, but I think that they could, they could do multiple seasons of things. And then by allowing them to, um, you know, allowing shows to build, because Netflix does do it. Uh, you know, they have, they have other, like a lot of other smaller shows where they have two or three seasons that just aren't as publicized. But um, I think that they, it will allow them to do that. And also, you know, a lot of times these, you know, people that are creating these may only want to do three or four seasons or they may have three or four seasons of an idea and they'd be, they would like them to have their pressure alleviated even if it's a hit. I don't have to keep making this because that's not the model.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be great. I think that would be the smart move if you're if you're pitching to Netflix is basically like, I have... 15 episodes limited like series yeah. Six seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly like tell me tell your story and then yeah. get out mm-hmm. uh, as as opposed to that we've seen on network television like a lot of times when you get into the later seasons even house of cards is a good example the longer it goes the more it's like Okay. Yeah, yeah. And we say this you as Supernatural has just wrapped up. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> we say this just as Supernatural has wrapped up, which is like that show has lasted longer than the network it originally premiered wow. on. Yeah, uh, so. and so but I think even by the by the end they were sort of like, Okay, I think we're I think we've told all the stories we can tell about uh, two brothers rolling into town and fighting yep. monsters. Um but uh, so I mean I wish them well because that, that that is an epic run for especially for a high concept show like that. So uh, congratulations to them. Um, all right, so let's let's see what else we have uh, talking about uh, talking about in the news.
5: We
4: want to talk about Tenet because I love yeah, to talk right. about. Right. Tenet. Christopher
2: Nolan has had a lot <laughs> exactly. to say this week, so, yeah, yeah. so, so yeah. <laughs> Take a lot us to through say it. about Tenet.
4: So, <laughs> yes, Christopher, uh, you know, we can start with Christopher Nolan, where Christopher Nolan has decided to defend uh, his uh, the box office of, of, of Tenet. So Tenet globally made $350 million, which is a lot of money. However, in order to break even, the movie was needed to make $450 million. And so uh, Nolan, though, thinks that the $350 million is a success and that he uh, thinks that the movie industry is going to take the wrong message from this, this disparity of, what what the accountants are calling the break-even number and the number of box office that it made worldwide and that they were going to then, um, you, you know, no no longer release films, you know, it, it do the opposite of what really was happened with Wonder Woman 1984 and that they would just, you know, kind of keep their content on the shelf as opposed to trying to find ways to then get it out.
3: I I don't know enough about the situation, but I do know that $350 million in a pandemic where people mm-hmm. literally were saying, It's okay if I get sick and maybe die, I'm gonna go right. see this movie. Yeah, good on you, Christopher Nolan. Like, you did it, you got people to go out and see this movie. Yeah,
2: in a yeah. pandemic, Some people to risk their lives. I mean, Ray, our own Ray, here, actually <laughs> seen it twice, raised the right? elements. He, like, he went, yeah, that's right, yeah. So, he went to the theater yeah. twice, he yeah,
4: went twice, yeah, he
2: spun that barrel twice. Yeah, to see it. Wow.
4: So I, I think that the you know from the entertainment standpoint and everything I do agree that it is it was impressive that it was able to get that many people to go out and see the movie and that it made good worldwide box office but at the same time I do you know understand that you know while I, I am you know being a fan love 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 movies love being entertained um, but I do also recognize that the other part of it that is interesting to me is the business end of it and I do understand why if I'm from the business end of it ten then potentially was worth more on a shelf. Waiting till 2022, uh, then then now. Yeah. So they're 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 now 100 million in the hole, and then they're gonna g- mm-hmm. going to start going to video on demand, which was mm-hmm. the second piece of that where they now tenant will finally be available on um, premium video on demand this Christmas.
2: Oh, is that what they're doing now? They're they're not. They're because really they announced some December they were going to. So that the December date is actually a video on demand, not. Oh, yeah, home. well it's
4: digital and Blu-ray on December the fifteenth. So they're they're trying to okay. come in just before Wonder Woman 1984. And, you know, get the well, I'll
3: buy two copies. OK, oh. I want to support Christopher Nolan. Too.
4: <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I'm not really good. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know that Christopher Nolan gets that money direct. I believe he's he's already been paid. So <laughs> okay. the people that are concerned about that box office or their money comes from other other places. But okay. yeah, yeah. So so Christopher Nolan's good. He'll make another movie.
5: Phew. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's
4: right.
2: It's, but, it's, 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 yeah, it's but sane. I do
4: think though that it, it's an interesting topic about whether or not you know it, all these both the, these stories are kind of of a piece, right? What should the studios do with these large movies? Right. You know, the mm-hmm. there are some movies that make sense, like like a uh, freaky that just that just came out. It's dominating the box office mm-hmm. now and dominating with three point seven million dollars of, of, <laughs> of
2: gross. Right. That's, <laughs> That's dominating. Right. It's the first film <laughs> to hit 10. people yeah. are going to go exactly. insane. Yeah.
4: So <laughs> doing that and a movie like that, I mean, it's going to, you know, it, it only took six million to make it. Um, It's going to then, you know, really, it's going to probably make its money back even in this limited theater run or the theater run. They can just leave it there in the theater run. And then once video on demand comes, it's going to be a profitable movie. So things like that, I think will be fine. But for these larger movies or the movies that cost, you know, the 50 to hundred, well, really the hundred million dollar plus movies, you know, the ones Mm -hmm. that have already been made, what do you do? Right. You know, and it is kind of, you know, unfortunately for us as fans, it, it, it does kind of boil down to a business decision of, you know, are you going to wait until you think you can recoup all of your money or are you going to just put it out now and see what happens?
2: You get what you, you get. get,
4: what
2: you yeah. get. Yeah. Oh. Right. Or, or you use it like a loss leader or something like they're doing with Soul, where basically they're having a brand new Pixar movie that you can only see on Disney+, Plus. and so you are driving the, the business yes. that way. So you get into new subscribers as opposed to the pure blo- box office that comes out there. Or the the pure profit-making machine that is Premier Access, where you're, <laughs> all that money you're getting it goes directly to you. You don't have to worry about getting cuts to anybody. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. All these different companies are trying all these different ways uh, to make money just to give us the things that we want <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> i guess the winner list is just to, us i yeah, guess just to help yeah I, I, I don't really feel like a winner but i suppose so but uh let's so uh, as we're talking about new things let's talk about new movies because we have trailers to discuss trailers! uh and ocean you were just in there you were in there first you had to, you definitely wanted to talk about your movie so tell us what your trailer okay pick
4: my trailer pick is stardust
0: Hello. Name? David Bowie. 12 singles, every one a total failure, except Space Oddity. The record company finds the album too weird for the X. I need to be known, I, I need them to know me. There's only one guy at Mercury who doesn't hate your new record with every bone in his body.
4: David Bowie, I presume. Ron Oberman, Mercury Records. We got a packed couple weeks coming up. Chicago, Philadelphia, New York, and then out to L.A. I think we can make it work. All well, it takes is one believer to change the world. And we got two. Two? You believe in yourself, don't you? The Stardust is a movie that will chronicle the young David Bowie's first, vi- young David Bowie's first visit to the United States in 1971, a trip that inspired the invention of his iconic alter ego, ziggy stardust so in looking at this uh, trailer what i think this uh, movie would be is that it's uh, you know it obviously focuses on a single trip in his life um i like that that it's interesting in that it's going to be a small scope you're not trying to cover his whole life because that would be right. you know a mini series or something with, with everything that happened in that and that you're saying okay we're going to take this small sh- trip that he did and how it was pivotal in in his in his career Right. You know, that the creation of the Ziggy Stardust character did, you know, was very pivotal to making him where he did finally go from obscurity more to to fame. Um, So it uh, and admittedly, I'm interested. I'm interested in this movie, but admittedly, I'm not a huge David Bowie fan. Right. He has a few songs that I love um, and and I loved them when he was alive. But I regularly thought even then his music was ahead of its time. Uh, A lot of his big Hmm big hit songs when you when even when you hear them when you find out when they came out if they had come out even 10 years later in my opinion i think they still would have been successful so he was usually trying trailblazing and ahead of his time and you know and i thought that was good and it was you know it, it made me enjoy a lot of his music even more um at least the parts of it that i did like um and so uh but yeah so i think the movie looks good i think there is a massive uh, downside of the movie, uh, which is that it was mm. not agreed to by Bowie's estate to make the movie.
2: I was going to so, ask that because I noticed there was no correct. music so in the trailer. So you will not be
4: hearing <laughs> any of David Bowie's music in this movie uh. about David Bowie's life, and that is a bit of a demerit, right? That's a that's yeah. a, it's a big downside because I would want yeah. to hear the music as well. But uh, but the, the the movie itself looks entertaining to me, but even without the music. So what, what did you guys think?
3: I guess I I wasn't aware it wasn't a biopic. The trailer seemed like a biopic, and I am really over biopics. I have this. Mm. I'm so saturated. I don't want to see another one, especially of a British musician, Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket <laughs> Man. You know, it's like it's all. So right away, I was not. It didn't grab me, and I'm not a David Bowie fanatic. So it's it, it's a hard pass for oh, me. Okay. Think, yeah. I have no nothing about it, and I'm I don't like Mark Maron. Like nothing about it was like, ooh, <laughs> I, I, maybe I'll check this out. So that's my review.
2: I like Mark Maron a lot, uh, but it's, it's sort of like as soon as they he came up, and I was like, oh really? <laughs> <laughs> like again? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just seems like it. It so seems like exactly the Mark Maron part that's like um, on oh, glow. Okay, you're doing that. Okay. Yeah. Like they All were right.
3: like, hey, you're you're wearing slightly dated clothes. Come just right. come over here and shoot just a scene shave, with us, and then come here. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I do like the idea of the slice of life, though. Like, I have the same problem with biopis. I run hot and cold on them too because I don't like when they try and do the entire life of someone. Like, there's moments of Walk the Line, I think, that are fantastic. But like, the longer it goes you know it's not going to end great. Like, it, <laughs> right. I mean, this this is, uh, you know, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, like, does yeah. this perfectly. And it's just <laughs> like, you know, you, you have that initial, like, wow, things are going great. And then, like, oh, it's going to end with things going really, really badly. And then it's going to end really, really sad. Yeah. And it's like, I, I just don't want to yeah. go through that again. So I prefer the, the slice of life. I do. it, But yeah, it's, my main problem with it is that guy does not look like David Bowie. I mean, not that you have to have someone who's like an exact duplicate right, right. or yeah. even try to do what they did in *Bohemian Rhapsody*, where they like you know do makeup and stuff try and do it. But like, I look at him and I don't see David Bowie at all. And so that that took me a little bit. Well, oh, I guess of it. I find he looks like but him I, but enough. I say,
4: but uh, yeah, like him enough yeah, I was but you
2: know, Yeah, but acting, yeah. you know, so like maybe like once yeah. you see him like doing stuff, you'd be like, oh, okay, then you'll get to know and then you'll you'll right. feel that way. But yeah, it was, it was like, I guess just because that's the hardest part about this is. Everyone knows the boy so well just from how he yes. looks, and, and, uh, and even with the thousand looks that he had over the course of his life, I look at that and I don't really see the guy, but we'll see. I mean, like, uh, a good performance can cover a lot of that stuff up, so, I mean, King Phoenix didn't really look like Johnny Cash, but I'd like to come back to Walk the Line, but that's the one that, <laughs> that keeps well, Walk up the
4: Line also head. had the misportion coming out a year after Ray and being the same movie. Um, yeah true exactly exactly yeah (laughs) and and both of them were the same movie as Walk Hard Uh,
3: that time period is exactly when I was like I'm done with biopics yes it was that it was that combo that one two combo of Ray and Walk the Line I was like enough
2: cuz like Musicians the, first, yeah, the are first
3: troubled we get right. it yeah.
2: <laughs> the first 45 minutes of both those movies though are fantastic and then it's like oh now here comes the drugs yeah. okay yeah. so all right so uh, Mandy you had our next trailer so tell us about yours
3: very similar in feel i guess <laughs> uh no it's uh right up my alley a melissa mccarthy looks hilarious who knows it's called super intelligence
5: technology it's always watching us studying our every move and it just focused its attention on carol peters
3: thanks so much for being here carol what is this let's jump right into it i don't
4: like this why is Stop. it doing that i'm no. gonna find it's out who you me. are okay carol i am a technological superintelligence. I can control every dollar and every machine on the planet. I know that voice. Is this James Corden? I'm not James Corden, Carol. My analysis showed that hearing James Corden's voice would calm you. You sent an email to James Corden claiming to be the president of Corden's Wardens. That was a tough
0: night for me. Oh, boy.
4: I plan on spending these next three days hanging out with you. Why you?
0: You're literally the most average person
5: on Earth.
3: Oh, you okay? Yep. Just really engage your core. Oh, that was worse, huh? It's coming out on HBO Max, and the premise seems to be that she's got some technology in her home that seems like an Alexa gone crazy, Mm. and it's predicting the end of the world coming, and she's got to prevent the end of the world and reunite with her boyfriend, Bobby Cannavale. Oh, (sighs) he's a dream. So, yeah. And it just it looks really charming. And the gadget starts speaking with a voice that sounds just like James Corden. And she's like, (laughs) is that James Corden? He's like, no, I'm not James Corden. But it is. And it's hilarious. And I love that wink in movies where he's, you know, yes, it's James Corden, but, you know, pretending it's not. And uh, my only fear is that her husband directed it. And that has not been so successful for them. Yeah, I like when he just does a cameo, but it's got potential. Uh, No,
4: this was actually um, my second choice of trailers when I was looking at trailers this week. Yeah, this looks very like uh, looks funny. I think that um, Melissa McCarthy has uh, the. It looks like it looks funny. Melissa McCarthy's hilarious, right? And you know, when I watched Mm -hmm. it the second, when I watched the preview the second time, that's when I realized, oh. This is just a rom-com because when I saw it the first time, I thought it was a a comedy. And then I realized it's really just a rom-com. But I think that it's kind of, to me, the way it may be a step up from other rom-coms is most rom-coms have an actress in it that is saying lines that are humorous, but she is not funny. Where Melissa McCarthy is on the next level, she's just funny. Like she's funny saying regular words. Right. You know, and so so then you're going to get that that common entertainment there. And then also, I think she does a good job of, you know, uh, emoting and, you know, you know, pulling at your heartstrings at various, at various times, you know, playing with the vulnerability she has in, in relationships. And so it looks great. Um, I do understand what you're saying about the concern that, yes, her husband directed it. So it could it could go horribly wrong. But, you know, this, I think no matter what. Melissa McCarthy's funny. I mean, she's funny even in her bad movies. So it looks very entertaining to me. <laughs> That is true.
3: Did I get that yeah. right? Did he direct it? Now I'm doubting it. No, you I, did. He did you not write did. it. I know they didn't write it, which is a comfort, because right. that's what yeah. they've done in the past. And yes. it's been... Too insular, Tammy. or whatever the word yeah.
2: is, yeah. Yeah, I had this. I had the same. I had the same worries uh, as you because I like. I think Melissa McCarthy is like, like, like I say, she has funny bones. Like she's just by nature funny. But the material she's done in the past has not always shown that. Right. And so I and I and I see a couple things. I see a couple things in here. I'm like, oh, that's really really funny. And then I see a couple things. I'm like, oh, that's what I don't like. Like, um, the whole the whole bit about her trying to sit in the chair. Yeah. And it just goes on and on and on. Oh, yeah. see, no, you're laughing. See, I was just no, like, oh. No, I would never. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny. is it funny? Yeah. Okay, because oh. I was like, oh, okay, so we're doing Fat Girl Fall yeah, Down. Exactly, yeah. It's not done how as. How is she not past yeah. that? I don't now? think it's She's done as a giant as comedy fat star. Girl
3: Fall Down. To me, it just. Oh. It's more. I'm not, her I'm, not her ass. Ass. I'm not
2: saying that as I'm not disparaging no. weight. Right, right. I'm not. That's not all I'm saying. I'm saying like the I, the um, Rebel Wilson, the uh-huh. same thing. I see the trailers there, and I'm like, right. okay. So it's just like you don't see Anne Hathaway exactly. doing yeah, falling right. down yeah, jokes. Yeah. You yeah, know? So, so it's like
4: doing that. And so you know, I, I right. agree with you that you're right. Those those type of things, you would hope she's past them. But at the end of the day, when since she's in total control of it, I think that she then shows that she wants to still make those jokes and. and you, you know yes just, it's funny but and it, it's
3: and, and it, that's it, physical it, comedy yeah. that's lucille ball stuff that's not necessarily has nothing to do with fat girl stuff that's physical comedy w-
4: right yeah so I, it I doesn't I, bother me i, at all. I, I agree okay. with i agree with that system that it is a physical comedy i just think that you find now more at least in modern in modern times that the physical comedy is being reserved for the, the larger female comedians right that that the smaller ones aren't doing it now should they yes would it be funny if they did sure but they don't. And so it makes a thing of where, yes, even though that that seems legitimately funny. So I'll disagree with you with you there. there Kyle. That, okay. that, that, scene, that scene was funny. That, I was laughing. Comedy is a like, sense. But no, the, you I know, do no, get that. Yeah. That's like tinge. You'll kind of get a of way like, oh, am I laughing at the wrong thing? But then it's like to me, that's a little bit too oversensitive. woke. Well, it is funny.
3: I've brought this up before because but you guys weren't on the podcast Um I I really do have the comedic tastes of like a twelve year old boy, and I acknowledge that. <laughs> but uh, the remake of Vacation, Christina oh. Applegate has a sequence in that movie that is so physically beyond hilarious, gut busting. I I present that to the jury <laughs>
5: okay.
3: as evidence, and I go watch that sequence and tell me that you know the the thin pretty. Hot women aren't doing physical comedy. I think they Good. are.
5: Good.
2: I'm
4: glad. Okay. So, well, I, I have not seen that movie, so I would have to uh, check it out. To, yeah. Or, oh, to yeah, two it of my favorites: "We're
3: the Millers" and "Vacation." Okay. Well, I know. I'm, okay.
4: Well, I'm getting a lot of homework. <laughs> right. <laughs> you get the the Mandy yes. approved list. So
3: it's small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: So all right. So my trailer is not a movie. Actually, uh, I chose something a little different. This is a going to be on HBO. Actually. Looking at my watch, it's on HBO Max right now. Uh, so if you want well, to be, be subscribed for Wonder Woman, you should get it right now because there on there is the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion
4: you probably seen the picture, me with the whole Fresh Prince cast. Hold on, the light's off a little bit. you probably seen the picture. I posted it uh, uh, about a month ago, me and the whole Fresh Prince cast, but you're not ready for this trailer. You couldn't be ready for this trailer. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, you're welcome, Will. Thank you, Will, you're welcome. Thank you, Will. Yes, you're welcome, Will.
2: turned upside down and i'd like to take a minute just sit right there i'll tell you how i became the president. how crazy
5: is it walking in here <laughs> <laughs>
4: i've always been able to recognize
5: chemistry
1: will and alfonso from the very beginning
4: we're just playmates this is my brother carlton he knows we can't afford any bigger clothes so he
5: just doesn't grow <laughs>
2: Will Smith organized this and got the entire cast of uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air back together, uh, those who were alive, uh, including... Someone who was fired early on in the show, which I think is fantastic. the The trailer is great. Just uh, I'm really into this nostalgia thing for whatever reason. Maybe maybe you, when you hit a certain age, all of a sudden you start looking back and going, Yeah, what are those people doing now? So like reunited apart is now coming back again to another, another season. All those the West Wing special that was on HBO Max. All these things. I'm like, Oh, I want to see where they are now. And so like this is this is uh, hit me right in that nostalgia thing. I, I I was not a the giant Will Smith fan. Uh, I, I should say I was a huge Will Smith fan, but I wasn't a fan of of Freshens of Bel Air, but when you were of that age in that time, it was ubiquitous. Like everybody watched the show, uh, even if you didn't watch it religiously. And so, uh, just seeing all their faces again just lit up that that part of me that was like, "Oh my gosh, look, it's 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 the family again." There they are. Uh, so, I'm I'm really I have not had a chance to watch it yet as of as of uh, recording time, but I'm looking forward to it. So, what do you guys think?
3: I I was not a Fresh Prince fan, but I agree. Seeing this group of people. <laughs> reunited and you know that i I would totally watch it watching you know referring to clips and showing us the behind the scenes and i love all Mm -hmm. that stuff so i'm in they say something in this trailer about like how inspiring it was that it was a black show and but not just for black audiences and that they really hit new heights and i really really respect that and it does thrill me to think of that so I would watch the reunion.
4: You know, I, I did watch the show. I was a huge Fresh Prince of Bel-Air fan at the time when the show was out. So, I'm, you know, they basically had, had me at hello uh, there with that. So I'm definitely going <laughs> to, you know, I'm definitely going to check this out. I think that the, uh, for me, the you know, the part of it too is that the, the second half of it, not just, you know, the enjoyment of me as a fan of the show at the time and seeing where they are now, I, I'm all in for all that. But for yeah. me, the second part of it too is that I think that at least the trailer said uh, made me think that they're going to probably get glimpses of where Will Smith is really going to maybe talk a bit about how important the show was to his overall career. Because people think of Will Smith now as as an actor, right? He's a big yeah. action movie star, you know. And so he's an actor, right? And so you know, and you can even have or had a, had a where had had before. We can quibble about you know what the direction of his career is. You know, is he made better movies? Is he making worse movies? You know, like what do you think of his movies and all that? But that's where he's thought of. Whereas when this show came out, you know, I mean, he was definitely a rapper. He just won, uh, when, right before it came out, the year before he won his first, uh, the first rap Grammy, right? And he was definitely a rapper, right? And, and, and also, and, this, and he was a rapper And then back this time, this was before all rappers were on TV and movies. Right, and so, so you know, because now it's like, well, we have a rapper. We want him in a movie. Done, right? You know, but you know, back then it was
2: there was no eight mile exactly.
4: There, yeah, there was no eight mile. There was no what is it? LL Cool J show in the house. There was I can I can list a lot of things that they were doing back then. But and that
2: poetic justice, I think, was the closest that exactly, exactly.
4: And so then I think that it, you know, that. It also shows that I think that I'm hopeful anyway in it that it's not just going to be a hey aren't we great and amazing and it's fun to see each other, but then also he's going to maybe even talk a bit about hey this is how this changed my life because they took a chance on me because at that time it was a chance. I mean this was a NBC show, you know, and, and that was back when I mean there wasn't it wasn't three channels, but there you know I mean cable was you was bigger, but there was only what there was four networks then. I mean this is a big deal. Right, and so, uh, but, but that, and how that pivot and changed his whole trajectory of his life, you know, because even with, with the movies, you know, the first movies he's doing movies and making a song too, so he's like he's like a a rapper actor, and then now he's just an actor. I mean, there's adults that only know him as an actor. Right and and so so to me I think that I'm I'm hopeful that I'll, I'll get that little nugget along with it where he really kind of delved a little bit at least for five minutes about like how it you know how it affected him.
2: Yeah, and and then from the trailer it makes me think that that's going to be the case too. Like they're really going to get into some stuff too. So Are yeah, we I'm all
3: desperately trying not to rap the theme song, or is that just me? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, you mean here's a little story all about
5: how <laughs> my life, life got, got lip, flipped turned upside down. Up. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: I mean, it was. <laughs> one of the it, that is up there as one of the greatest oh, yeah. theme songs of all time.
2: Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, but I, I, so what I liked about that show is that they were one of the first show, one of the first sort of sitcoms that didn't really play that very special episode like Blossom thing, you know, where they got into some pretty serious stuff. I mean, that famous scene where he's talking to Uncle Phil about his father, <laughs> and like, and they show that little bit in the clip too. I mean, like, that was a huge moment, especially for a sitcom. Yeah. Uh, to really deal with uh, some pretty big things, and, and a show that is, is kind of, was kind of thought of as silly, uh, you know. I mean, it was just like a sort of like a wrapper a, a vehicle. And then, like I think, even at that point, it got to that point. But then, like, sort of pivoted, and like they, they really started talking about some stuff as opposed to just like what's what wacky mishaps is Will gonna <laughs> get into this week. Uh, you know, they really brought up some interesting stuff. So. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm interested to see the sort of the retrospective uh, as they as they look back on it. So, all right. So uh, as, as we as as they pivoted, now we're about to pivot because we're going to play a little different game today, oh, and uh, you did not have to do any research, so this is good. Um, so uh, last week, uh, Rob did a, a fantastic uh, a, uh, elimination thing about beards. It was a lot of fun, uh, especially as, as someone who got to experience it firsthand. Uh, but I thought. Pretty dude heavy. Uh, so uh, for this one, I decided to do my own elimination challenge, but it's going to be much more lady friendly. Uh, and so this one, we're going to do. Let's imagine a world where getting together with our family wouldn't be a death sentence. <laughs> uh, sure. So an, an alternate universe, another time, a simpler time. Sure. Uh, we're together. So we're going to imagine that in this happy universe, we have been invited to a family gathering, and we have to take a plus one with us. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through a, a elimination thing I have of the best uh, women for romantic comedies Uh-oh. and who should be the best date that we would take with us as our plus one. So this is the holiday elimination challenge.
3: Sandra Bullock, I win, moving on.
2: <laughs> oh, well, what? she is in the competition, but you'll still have to see how far she goes. Uh-oh. Will she be eliminated before you get that far? Because okay. there's some of the other favorites might be there, too. My, So I'm in.
3: picking
4: which one of these characters I want to bring to... Dinner with my family—that
2: we, yeah, yeah, basically as a group—that we would come to decide okay, like it's a what thanks, is big the big
4: Thanksgiving dinner, and I can I can, bring, yeah, thank, I can bring
2: whatever holiday you can pick whatever holiday okay. you want, uh, and so like this is the person you want to bring with you that will be the the best guest to to come along okay. with you. <laughs> so I have, I have the actress and I have the character they played And then the, from the movie they were in So it's not just, you're not just bringing along Meryl Streep or whatever, it's it's like from a specific one gotcha. So I tried to do a, a from a, a combination of uh, Sort of classic and then more modern uh, So we have a, a diverse So, uh, let's see, our, our contestants are Queen Latifah as Leslie Wright in Just Right Sandra Bullock as Agent Gracie Hart in Miss Congeniality Meg Ryan as Sally Albright in When Harry Met Sally. Kate Winslet as Iris Simpkins in The Holiday. Constance Wu as Rachel Chu in Crazy Rich Asians. Jennifer Lopez as Mary Fiore in The Wedding Planner. Julie Roberts as Anna Scott in Notting Hill. And Ali Wong as Sasha Tron in Always Be My Maybe. All right, so our first competition then is Queen Latifah versus Sandra Bullock so Leslie Wright from Just Right and Sandra Bullock as Agent Gracie Hart in Miss Congeniality you, you picked a great Sandy. You seem like you're chomping at the bit. So, Gracie what do you? Uh,
5: yeah, you, you picked a great Sandra <laughs> I mean, Bullock
4: movie. So,
3: that's like the best <laughs> one. True. Yeah.
4: So, yeah. You want Gr- to hug
3: me. You yeah. want to <laughs> kiss me. And I've never seen Just Right. So, there it yeah, is. I'm, I'm, Gracie Hart. Oh, uh, I'm okay. in
4: that same boat. So, I also will pick Gracie oh, okay. Hart because, yes, that was, we'll see, she was being.
2: That, that's a movie that I will put on your list. I would say, check out Just Right. It is surprisingly good.
3: God ocean's gonna be busy i am i am i have a lot <laughs> to do so many. I, have, I have a lot to hey.
5: do
2: yeah american thanksgiving is next week so hopefully people have some time off they can uh, do their own movie marathons okay next uh we have meg ryan as sally albright and when harry met sally versus kate winslet as iris simpkins in the
4: holiday oh when harry met sally no one likes if, the holiday right if, Right.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I say they're, they're both you know uh highly educated journalists
4: Yeah, no. I'd
3: rather have her character from Revolutionary Road. Yeah, (laughs) no one likes the
2: holiday. You don't don't think that Sally would get annoying? She has a lot. of works. Yes, she she has a lot of questions. But I
4: think the conversation, because really, at a family dinner, what you have is you want to have that initial thing of where your family accepts the person, they kind of get along with them, and everything, and that's great and wonderful. But then after a while, you're like, look, I don't want to deal with my family at all. How about I can have an interesting conversation? And so I think that she would have, she would be able to provide a very interesting conversation.
3: And she plays Pictionary, and that's like my favorite ah, so okay, I'm in I'm all about selling Pictionary, yeah,
2: okay, all right, then uh, next competition, Constance Wu as Rachel Chu in the Crazy Rich Asians versus Jennifer Lopez as Mary Fior in the wedding planner, both hardworking women working on their careers don't have time for a guy, but all of a sudden the perfect guy shows up, and their whole lives change. of course, that's most of these movies. <laughs>
3: I did not care for Crazy Rich Asians. A you did dance. not. I did not like it. Didn't like the book. Ooh. Didn't like the movie.
2: Wow. Okay.
3: And I do like the wedding planner, so I'm going to say Jayla. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think, am
4: 180 degrees diametrically opposed to all of her positions. Ah. So I, <laughs> I,
5: bring it on, I Ocean. did like Crazy
4: Rich Asians. I thought it was great. I want to. I want not only. I would not only want to bring Constant Wu over, but I want Aquafina to show up too. Uh, and oh, so yeah right? so yeah, yeah. so bring- ken jong no no no, 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 no 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 i don't I want
3: love anything. ken jong no, no, no right. i mean i like ken jong as entertainment i like ken
4: jong from afar and that's that's why i want him to stay. Yes. I'm, I'm good there okay he's I very entertaining can- he's very funny i like agree him as one stay over yeah, there
3: he go home they don't want you on the podcast <laughs> there, there sorry. It is. yeah
4: yeah sorry yeah so yeah yeah so i'm sure he's broken hearted over all the wonderful what is all the reality like, oh yeah, know.
2: as as
0: the star of
4: two Fox Television shows, I'm sure he's really concerned be, about he'll my, be crying himself my into dollar bed for, for Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but
5: yeah, so I'm
4: I'm, I'm, I'm I'm I pick the I pick Constance Wu. So what is the method you want to do? You, are you breaking the tie?
2: Yeah, I, mean, I have to, have right, to break, break the, the tie. Uh, and yeah, I'm and Sam, I'm with you, Ocean. I'm going to have to go with Constance Wu because I think she is a delight and she was a lot of fun in that movie too. I think she'd be a great dinner companion. Okay. And I don't want to talk about weddings the whole time, so sorry, Jello. Yeah. All right. Uh, last competition of our first bracket, we have Julie Roberts as Anna Scott in Notting Hill. She's just a girl standing in front of a boy, uh, and Allie Wong as Sasha Tran and Always Be My Maybe. So these are two highly regarded, very uh, successful women—one a a uh, successful actress, other a successful cook or a chef, I should say.
3: I did not see Always be my maybe?
2: Well, Mandy, you I need to remedy that right as fast that. as well, you yeah, know. It
4: yeah. sounds it's like on you're on really good. homework now.
3: Yes. Yeah. No, that is my immediate homework. Uh, yeah. But nothing beats Notting Hill. Oh. <laughs> Julia all the way.
4: Okay. Well, I, I've seen neither, so I will I will defer to Mandy's uh, decision.
3: Trust me. Oh, okay. okay. I,
4: I do.
2: Bowing to the, the power of Julia, who also played Mary <laughs> All right, so we're into our next competition. So we have, oh, Mandy, gird your loins because you have to now decide between Sandra Bullock I'm feeling it. and Meg Ryan. Yeah. So Sally versus Iris. Oh, I'm sorry. Sally versus.
4: Gracie Hart.
3: Gracie Hart, Gracie Hart Gracie, or Gracie yeah. Lou
4: Freebush, depending upon what part of the movie we're talking That's about. Right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Good pull. Uh. Well,
2: I'm going to go Gracie Hart. Mandy, how would you describe your perfect date?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it's not too warm <laughs> and it's like April twenty fifth. <laughs> um, yeah, I I my husband will never forgive me, but I'm going Gracie Hart.
2: Well, okay. I agree. Yeah. I think I I would not come through that at all. So Sandra moves to the finals. Okay, so then we have Constance, Constance Wu
5: uh, so.
2: Versus Julie Roberts, so Rachel Chu versus Anna Scott.
4: Um, again, again, I I loved Crazy Rich Asians, and I feel that Notting Hill was not a good enough movie for me to watch. So I oh. pick picked Oh, if looks
3: could kill over Zoom. Yeah,
4: I have this weird thing where I
3: have this weird, <laughs> yeah I have, this, I have this
4: weird thing where and honestly with that movie it's just and this is apropos of nothing what we're talking about but it's weird with that movie that sure Hugh Grant for. An, a completely unplanned reason for the first, I don't know, maybe 20 years of his career. I never saw anything he made. Right? And so it's just, huh. yeah, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't like I was actively avoiding Hugh Grant or I had anything against Hugh Grant, but I just I just noticed at some point because, you know, he was a big star and I was like, oh, I should look mm-hmm. at, you know, like, what movies have I seen him in? And I started reading his list and I was like, I've not seen any of it.
3: Wow. Yeah.
4: I
2: did. What was, do you remember what your first exposure to Hugh Grant was? Uh...
4: Isn't he in love Cloud actually? Atlas? He <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think wow. He's in Cloud Atlas, right? That's I mean okay. and that's yeah, that's not love actually? No. That's and, and Cloud Atlas is deep into his career. Yeah. yeah. yeah deep. I was say, it was like that's a year really ago. Deep. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's>, <laughs> <laughs> I saw and honestly when I saw it I didn't know he was in it. I was like, "Oh, look at that. There's, you know, I didn't I, I didn't know he was in it."
3: I didn't Not Paddington 2?
4: Nope, nope. <laughs> oh. nope. More padding. Not, not about a boy. Nothing. I just and it's not. It isn't even like it's. It's like a weird. It's almost like now it's become like a weird unconscious bias that I'm that I'm doing it. But yeah, I, there was sure. it was okay. never planned or anything like that. I just never watched any of his movies. He's
3: so, He's darn so charming so and four ways. Hey, that's oh my God.
4: that's what oh. I've heard. And and
3: about yeah. a
4: boy. and about a boy. The for about well. a boy looked great, and I just I said skip. Yeah,
3: so but yeah, great
4: so, movie. Uh, so I I pick uh, Constance, Constance, Constance Wu. Okay. Yes,
2: Mandy.
3: Wait, wait, it's between her and Anna it's, Scott. Constance
2: Wu and yeah, and Anna Scott. I got to throw so down.
3: I got America right in. It has to be Julia Roberts so in terms <laughs> of like a romantic lead.
2: It's a split. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, I have to settle the tie well, again. Wait, wait, this is wow.
3: roma-
4: Wait, we're not going on a date. So before you break your tie, no, we're not no, going on
2: I a know, date. It's, it's, this isn't romantic. It's which week. Day you, I would much
5: know, rather is, hang, out yeah, Anna Scott.
2: hang out with chances are it's, it's a romantic comedy. So there might be sparks by the end of the well, night. You know, maybe the two of you are walking along, and then and the, the gentle snow is falling, even though it doesn't ever fall here in yeah. Arizona. Uh, <laughs> Well, well, who knows what could happen? Yeah.
4: So, and and as and as much as my wife would definitely appreciate that, I am thinking that um, that maybe it would just be like who do want to hang out with and not think about them Anna in a romantic Scott. way. And and Constance Wu not only could. Uh, be entertaining and you know and regale us with wonderful stories of her wonderful trip to Asia, but she also has, you know, very rich friends, a lot of money. I mean, you gotta imagine the <laughs> spread that is gonna be great because we're gonna go potluck, right? And be like, you bring food, right?
5: She's uh, not gonna cook. Star. She's gonna That's hire true. a whole
4: catering division to come in and do, do that and everything. I'm sure there'll be entertainment and, and all kinds of stuff. So I mean she's gonna not only enhance the party, she's gonna bring the party. That's why I think this Constance Blue all
2: day. Do you have a rebuttal, Mandy. Anna like a, Scott. He's doing. Oh, she's <laughs> <laughs> doing a pretty good job of swaying this yeah. for me. So
3: yeah.
4: Well, it's, no, I do
2: well,
5: You, you,
4: you okay. may now. You, you you may now rule, Your Honor. <laughs> you no,
2: know, I'm gonna have to go with Count too, just because the same kind of thing. For I'm I don't hear about you know what 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 it's like on the movie set and craft services all day. Mm-hmm. Like I can't just lived yeah. a life. I say, Rachel.
5: Okay.
2: All right, so we're down to our final competition. So who are you taking to dinner? Will it be Agent Gracie Hart, played by Sandra Bullock, or Rachel Chu, played by Constance Wu?
3: Might I submit to the court that we could go drumming with the paint if we pick Gracie Hart, (laughs) right? She would bring that activity with her. Right. There would be choreography for everybody. That, right? These yeah, are important yeah. things that you want sure. at a party. Yeah, she could
4: play with the, with uh the notes with the glasses water. <gasps> the glasses. She could play with the, the glasses. glasses of water. Yeah, she yeah. Can do that. Yeah. Also oh, she can like teach self defense <laughs> by beating up on any relative you don't particularly care for.
3: Sing right. yeah. Yeah. With yeah. Sing it's crazy yeah. hard, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so, no.
4: I, oh, you go, yeah, Gracie Hart. Disagree here. I mean, that's it's, oh. it's actually interestingly <laughs> yeah. reminiscent that at the beginning of it, before he said anything, Mandy's like, "It's Sandra Bullock done. When go you know, yeah." yeah. So, and it's
5: <laughs> and look and, and look yeah, what and, happened. So you, and you can just, just all the way through the whole it, Yeah, you picked <laughs> so, yeah. the most
4: lovable Sandra Bullock characters. <laughs> that's the yeah. yeah.
2: So Well, there's always one powerhouse in there, and it happened to be Agent Gracie Hart. Harsher side sentences for parole violators. And peace. world peace. Yeah. <laughs> we are taking H. <laughs> Gracie Hart to our family gathering. So congratulations. Oh Actually, of the many accolades she's earned, I'm sure Sandra will put this on the wall yeah. next to the other one. So, but, uh, thank you guys for playing my game. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming. In fun. honor of Happiest Season, so check that out on Hulu. I wish they were sponsoring us. I just think it's yeah. like a good movie.
4: No, it looks, it looks really good. I haven't seen it yet. Is it? I don't think it's.
2: Out. It hasn't released yet, has it? It will. No, it's not. It's uh, not out yeah, yet? Yeah. Uh, I believe it's out uh, next yeah.
4: week. No, yeah. It, it looks. It looks really good.
2: But let's get into the the big. In, in honor of our next uh, aquatic killers series, uh, we are going to be discussing two leaders butting heads. So each of the guests has chosen three movies that represent this theme. Uh, so we are going to go there. Uh, Ocean, you had the first trailer up, so you get to do our first. So what was one of your.
4: Sure. Buddy so I, I decided to define the term leader as such. Uh, so they mean someone who is leading other people in their conflict and stealing a line from the West Wing, which is one of my favorite shows of all times. Uh, all time. Uh, there's a line where the uh, vice president going time says, do you know what they call a leader with no followers? Just a guy taking a walk. So I am <laughs> so only picking <laughs> people that, where they had someone else following them into their conflict or endeavor. And then also I wanted to maintain uh, the rule of only talking about movies we haven't already discussed on set, And so my first movie oh. is a movie that I am surprised has was never talked about before now. Uh, but it is a great film set in L.A. about a group of professional bank robbers who starts to feel the heat from the police when they unknowingly leave a clue with their latest height. And that synopsis contained the title, which is Heat. Heat. A movie where Lieutenant Vincent Hanna, played by Al Pacino, leads a group of homery robicide detectives in search of a bank robbery crew that they have never encountered before, uh, led by Neil McCauley, who is played by Robert De Niro.
3: Never heard of them. Never,
4: never heard of okay, him. Yeah. So, and yeah, and so, yeah, so it's a, it, is, it is. If you haven't seen Heat, you should you should go out and see it. It's a, it is a, it is a great movie and there's a wonderful uh, wonderful show in the conflict in this movie where the, the conflict is real and ever present throughout the movie, but only in a, in a small portion is it ever direct.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's a good slow burn yeah. movie. Nice choice. I go last. So Mandy, you're up next.
3: My I'm a very literal person, and I hear the word leader, I immediately think, cheerleader, bring oh. it on. Huh? Oh, Gabriel oh, nice. Union, <laughs> Kirsten Dunst, <laughs> leaders of their cheerleading squad, butting heads at the finals, right? Yeah. Spirit fingers. That's great. That, yes. That's my and answer.
4: Elijah Elijah Duscu's De- in that movie and she, and yes. she is the one take a big whiff.
3: Yeah, so. I, I don't that. remember that movie, but that was oh. like the first thing that came to me was how I remember the scene of like Kirsten Dunst and Gabrielle Union like yeah. you yeah. know I coming said... to each other and yeah. Boom! <laughs> yeah.
4: Oh, we still exactly. say that around yeah, that. the house. No, that movie's great. <laughs> seen see several times. Yes.
5: Oh yeah,
4: that was that was the shoe oh. they stole. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that's the right. I believe was that was
2: Peyton yet. Reed, who's one of my favorite uh, directors. So, yeah, nice choice, Mandy. Thank you. Uh, so the first thing that came to me is, as I was thinking about uh, leaders and stuff, too, the first thing that came to mind, obviously because of the world right now, was American Presidents. But I'm like, it's very rare that you have a movie where a president goes up against presidents, president. But then I remember there was one uh, from 1996, a little film called My Fellow Americans. Where two presidents, uh, former presidents, are go on the run to and, and uh, to uncover a mystery that uh, are being pursued by the current president, who is Dan Aykroyd,
3: <laughs> <laughs> who is really just a monster being controlled by Anne Hathaway. Isn't that? Isn't that? A, <laughs> I feel like you're just making this one up. No, that's John.
2: No, Le- is that a, Jack Lemmon? I actually and, watched uh, the. if I was talking. about yeah, Jack is, yeah, and, it's, uh, Jack and uh, Gardner, right? The, um,
4: the Rocker Files.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, ah, uh, which which I can't right. can blink on again. And it actually has uh, Bradley Whitford in it. So there's another West Wing connection. He's playing pretty much the same character <laughs> in this one. He's like a, an advisor to them all. And me, my wife was like, that movie's not real, is it? And I actually showed her the trailer and she's like, oh, yeah. So it's one of those weird things that just sort of like slipped through the cracks. Wow. But it's just a, a weird, nice. fun uh, 90s comedy. So, my fellow Americans.
4: Yeah. And that movie actually is pretty funny and entertaining. I was, I was, su- I was surprised at how entertaining it was in the and how well they played off each other. Where Jack Lemmon is the former Democratic president, and then uh, uh, the other one's Republican, and they they one of them defeated the other, and now they want to come back together and become president. It's, it's actually, yeah, yeah, it there's, is. There's it is Charlie it Gown, is, and, and then there's a
2: weird conspiracy thing, and then they're on the run, and they're two of the most famous people in the country, and you know, they're trying to stay in
4: disguise. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. It is. It is actually legitimately funnier than we're describing i don't i don't know I don't yeah. think we're, we're not describing it that well
3: is <laughs> melissa mccarthy falling off of anything <laughs> in
4: this movie? uh no this yeah no this movie's too old for that so yeah
3: yeah all right um oh so yeah. i'm i'm up next
4: so yeah back to you okay so hey, sure. i had i was attempting to get a theme in mine and i i mm, fell short okay. one movie and so i decided to the one movie that i fell short in was, was heat and so These, my next two movies have a theme, and it it will Ah, more than likely not be the theme that you think of. But the, uh, so, so (laughs) you're doing a duology. Uh, (laughs) Wow. This, you already got it before I said a word. (laughs) Okay. So, this movie is uh, the story of the first major battle of the American phase of the Vietnam War and the soldiers on both sides that fought it. And so, um, the movie is We Were Soldiers. And it stars oh, uh it has yeah. in, in, in the central crux of the two leaders of the movie uh, are Lieutenant Colonel Hal Moore, um who is played by Mel Gibson, and Lieutenant Colonel uh Wei Huan, who was played da- by dwang Don, respectively. Um and so and for me, one of the, this is one of the best uh, one, to me, it's one of the best war movies ever made. Um, not only is the action in it is, 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 is entertaining, it uh, has, you know, has a good action sequence and everything like that, and has a an central idea. It's very confined to that they're going to then, you know, basically whole, the whole battle takes place on a hill. Uh, but one of the things it does um, which is, and similar to Letters of Iwo Jima, but it, what it does is it shows both sides and kind of how they are, what they are both doing tactically and shows both leaders and what they're doing to command their various troops in this conflict over this And then what they go through over that three day struggle for uh, three day struggle, three day battle uh, and and everything that happens to those troops. And they also uh, the movie itself also expands beyond just the war part of it and actually does have a a good amount of screen time focused on the wives and the wives of the American soldiers back home and what their lives are, what they are going through and how their lives are changing at during this time when their husbands are off at, or really they're off to war. And since this is the first battle, their husbands are off at a war that nobody knew was really happening. Right. Cause you know, Vietnam wasn't Vietnam wasn't a declared war at this time. Um, so anyway, so I like that. I like that. And I liked also the fact that with these leaders that were um, that are butting heads throughout this entire movie and at no point in time, are they on the screen together or meet
2: Interesting. All right. Very nice. I I have not seen a lot of Vietnam movies, uh, but that one I actually have seen. So, good choice. Mandy, what war film do you have?
3: (laughs) (laughs) From the mean streets of the west side of New York City in the 1950s. (gasps) West Side Story. Oh, nice. Rick and Bernardo, leaders of the gang. Boom. Butting heads is what they did. I believe that. Yeah.
2: See, I believe there is a remake of that on its way. Yes. On the way. Um, we'll feature less people with uh, brown makeup
3: on yes, their face. So. Less Greek dancers <laughs> yeah. pretending to be Hispanic.
4: <laughs> I've, I've never uh, seen the uh, original West Side Story. So then is that, uh, are, are there ocean. Greek dancers pretending to be Hispanic on it?
3: Okay. Yeah, a, yeah. An amazing yeah. performer named George Shakiras okay. is a, of Greek descent, I believe. And he is <laughs> very much not uh, Puerto Rican. Okay. Rican, yeah. And he's playing the leader of the Puerto Rican gang.
4: Got it. All right. Fair enough. Yeah.
2: All right. So uh, uh, a very musical selection. So I'm going uh, south of the border, uh, because, but uh, fortunately it's a uh, Americans traveling south of the border because uh, when you have such two titanic men uh, going up against each other, uh, one with a group of marshals and one with a group of felons, uh, only... Uh, the streets of Brazil are enough to hold them, and of course, I'm talking about Fast Five from 2011, uh, where you have The Rock and his group versus Vin Diesel and his group going head to head.
4: I just watched that like a, like two weeks ago.
2: <laughs> I think it's, it's it's the one that stands the yeah, best on yeah, its yeah, own. Yeah, that is it is uh, that it's just like you can you can not know anything about any of the characters beforehand and just have a great uh, time with that. I mean, just that. Yeah,
5: well, it, the,
4: it's much more than the other ones. Like it's just, it's a legitimate heist movie, right? And they they, 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 yeah, you know, yeah. they make like right. And movie, and it's great entertaining, and for no apparent reason the rock is dripping sweat from his head the whole movie. Yeah. All the whole the movie. Time. It's like it's yeah. like he's just standing there and he looks like he just got out of a sauna, and you don't know. Yeah, yeah. for no good God reason. I love him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And even in the behind the scenes, there was a person whose job it was was just to keep the rock moving. <laughs> they would just come up with a spray thing just like just to make sure he was constantly dripping. Nice. Not, that it, not that it's not hot yeah. down there. But, yeah, yeah, but it's not, it's yeah, not so bad. And also, fast also
4: everybody else is, is bone dry and he's just dripping yeah. sweat. Yeah, it was, uh, uh-huh. so. But yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, my youngest hadn't seen it until we showed it to him for the first time uh-huh. was, uh, about a couple weeks ago. So a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, I think that's how I got my wife into the, the Fast series. It's just that I'm like, let's just skip all the, the, the street racing stuff and just get right uh, to it. Oh, yeah, game.
4: absolutely. Yeah, get to it. And
3: I thought Fast Five was a candy bar. So I'm yeah, way no, behind. Yeah, so no,
4: no, it is. It is The Fast, Furious movies are some of the best disposable, fun movies ever. It is two hours of yes. entertainment that you will you will thoroughly enjoy yourself for two hours, and then you will forget most of the movie two hours later. It is beautiful. Right. They are works of again Each and every one of them. That's yeah. right. And, and you, it doesn't matter which one you watch. I mean, you don't have to see what happened before. No. Who cares? It, the, the plots are relevant. It's great. The acting is, eh. it's but they're amazing. Every single one of them.
2: Yeah, good guys become bad guys, bad guys guys become good guys, people die, people come back.
4: Yeah, they're gonna, you're right. In in this next one, they're gonna, they're talking about bringing back a character who died twice, Mandy. Twice. Okay. (laughs) And they're gonna bring him back. That's how much, uh, that's how great these movies are. You don't know what you're missing. How little their actual plot matters uh, to it.
3: Completely (laughs) irrelevant. Yeah, they're amazing. Tokyo Drift, Here I Come. That's That's right.
2: That's right. All right, so uh, back to you, Ocean. What do you got for your? What is your final? My film? final
4: pick is one where, uh, and it will be obvious from initial from my synopsis, where the Scottish warrior William Wallace leads his countrymen <laughs> in a rebellion to free his homeland from the tyranny of King Edward the First of England. Of course, I am talking about Braveheart. Uh, and so in, in Braveheart, which stars Mel Gibson as as William Wallace and then Patrick McGuhan, McGuhan. Oh, I don't yes. pronounce that last name. I, I seem to be bad with last name pronunciations, today. Um, <laughs> re, uh, respectively, as, as King Edward, the first of So I think that it's a great movie in two parts. Like when I first the first time I saw the movie, uh, I was I saw it in theaters and I saw it with some friends of mine who dragged me out to it. And I remember that, you know, cause we were doing other things and I was like, all right, fine, we'll go see this movie. And the first half of the movie, I didn't like it at all. And I remember I was looking, looked at him and I said, if this movie doesn't pick up, I'm just going to kill you. And then it did. <laughs> it picked right up and the second half, completely won me over. And then upon it delivers, it, it delivers. And then on, on the rewatch, which I've watched it now multiple times, I've realized that the, mm-hmm. the whole movie is great. It's it, You know, not only does it have uh, great action sequences, but it has great acting, great motivation, great little, um, you know the the all the different motivations of the characters and the and the the details of the plot and everything also make it an interesting fun movie to watch. So, and uh, as it was the second movie in my original theme, which you may think now my theme was I just wanted all movies starring Mel Gibson, but it was not. That was not my theme. <laughs> my theme in this movie is the same as the other one, where the two leaders, uh, William Wallace and King Edward the First are never on the screen together and never meet. Oh,
3: but the, in the entire movie, oh, all of their okay.
5: actions
4: are dictated by what the other one does.
3: Cool. Very nice. Well done.
2: Mandy, what do you got? What's uh, Take us home.
3: Who else needs a leader but a team? And who is the leader of a team? The coach. Am I right?
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
3: So this is kicking and screaming with Will Ferrell and Robert oh. Duvall <laughs> as <laughs> leaders of their teams butting heads. But there's also more headbutting with Ditka in an all-time great performance. Mike Ditka. No. Sure. N- you guys haven't seen this movie? I, I've not. I've, I've not, seen not seen this movie. movie. No, I know yeah. of it, but I haven't seen it. It's a classic. I've seen it a hundred times with Casey. But it's, uh, yeah. It's a lot of fun and it all comes to a head at the end with the two coaches Playing father and son, and you know who's going to win the big game at the end, and it's about being out coached, and it's yeah. uh, it's hilarious, and a love letter to coffee. <laughs> 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 Those of you who have seen the movie know what I mean. Say so that
2: you're going coach. I thought you were going to say baseball. I was, I was thinking like League of Their Own doesn't have an evil
4: group. Well, the the team that Lori Petty ends up on, maybe, but I mean they don't really. They're I not guess, really. Yeah. Yeah.
3: They traded me to race Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: all right. So, uh, the, my final one uh, is, is basically I'm, I'm going full on war, except mine is a war that predates all of these that we've had before, uh, because uh, mine is about the face that launched a thousand ships. So, I'm going only back to 2004 to Troy. Uh, you, can, you can pick whatever uh, people have. There's plenty of two leaders butting heads, but uh, I guess I would say probably Achilles and Hector, uh, the two of them facing off. Uh, would be, but there are also kings involved in it too. I, it's one of my favorite guilty pleasures. Uh, I really, really think that that movie is much better than most people give it credit I, for. They kind of try and put it up against like Braveheart and stuff, and I'm like, no, 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 it's an action
4: movie. It just has a lot of slow parts. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand why you even call that a guilty pleasure, man. I'm with you 100. percent That movie is great. Oh, yeah, thank you. no, I, I love, I love that movie. It, it, it's, it's awesome. It's a great. I, I like the idea of taking the, the myth of the Odyssey. And then saying, "Okay, well, if we took the the gods part out, what do we think may have really happened here, right?" And so I think that that is really kind of a a really great. I find it endlessly quotable. Yeah, Yeah, there's there'd be great lines too. I mean,
2: like all my warriors, I hate the most, and you know, is there no one else? There's just yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's blood and guts and and you yeah. know, uh, but yeah, it's it's a good it's a it's a good yeah, time. No, for there's it. all sorts of relationships, so. not only
4: but the romantic ones, father and son issues, all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. Have you seen this yep. movie, Mandy? No, We're I haven't. Okay, well that, then then that, then that should be on your list. Then this is a really great yeah. big fair huge, enough oh, 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 of, it a of a movie that has a lot of mini series. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Feel, feel <laughs> free to take it's a break. It, it takes a minute. Yeah yeah, 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 exactly. Lunching so, you, you know, forty five minute segments five. or so. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. boom! <laughs> so, Either take five, like, we'll take a fast yeah. five. Yeah, but it, but it is it is a great uh, it's a great sprawling story, and I, I do like that. Since I am a big fan of the source material, I do like the idea of taking that and saying, "Hey, how do you how do you ground that into the real world?"
2: All right, cool. So that was our our pick. So uh, let's see. We have now our job is to pick up. For next week, uh, what we're going to do? So next week, in the number six in the Aquatic Killer series is Crawl from 2019. Uh, it's it about it is about a uh, murderous alligator, and I think one of the worst titles of 2019 <laughs> because it just tells you nothing. Yeah. Like, okay, Wrong. crawl. Exactly. All right, yeah. So it's, uh, it's I, I have not seen the movie, but uh, I I remember seeing the trailer <laughs> and thinking, oh, it's actually pretty good. Um, and then I got to the title and went, wah wah. Uh, so uh, the we have a couple of different options. We have uh, let's see. It takes place during a hurricane. So hurricanes. Uh, let's see. We have of course alligators because it's about a monstrous alligator. That's uh, uh, you know I having
4: the having having not yeah, having right. not seen the movie. I I'm suggesting that maybe mm-hmm. we should think that maybe this takes place during a natural disaster.
3: And, and yeah, it's a major yeah, weather. We see,
4: I, I think some, I think people are committing crimes in 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 Ah, this natural disaster so i think we should go (laughs) with uh something like um i'm spitballing here but committing crime Mm -hmm. during natural disasters
2: oh that's a good one committing crime during natural disaster yeah um let's see so uh there we'll definitely do that one i like that uh there also is a scene where a dog is in peril
3: i vote for that one because (laughs) like dogs in peril well Of course, torturing animals—it's amazing. No, (laughs) there's lots of different genres where that could be. You know, there could be kids' movies, action movies. Like I feel like it—it opens the door to lots of different films. Whereas natural disasters, I think are is limiting. That's my theory. Okay. Well,
5: committing
2: crime during natural disasters. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Is that is that open up for you? I think committing crime (laughs) during natural disasters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, so then uh, I think uh, my then my pick. I think I would add uh, losing limbs. What do you guys think about that? That was
4: gonna be my choice. My next choice. Glorious.
3: Okay.
2: Yes, absolutely. All right, so let's see. So our our three picks. Wait, we're not. Uh, for I'm next not hosting
3: week. next week, right? So yeah, those that also great. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right, <laughs> 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 uh, let's see. Committing crimes during natural disasters, dogs in peril, and losing limbs. I, I think we. I think they should do all three.
4: Just just you know. Oh. Yeah, there's nine movies and go well, for like it. A, a yeah. like a mammoth list, like. Everyone gets nine exactly. movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Nine <laughs> movies go all in. Of a three hour yeah. show,
2: yeah, for the right. holidays. Yeah. Well, it's a Sunday um,
4: Thanksgiving. We've all eaten too much and we're sitting around, so they have you know, we have time.
2: That's true. Everybody just wants to yeah. sit back and listen to three hours of uh, discussing the movies. Uh but Maybe that will happen. Maybe people will vote multiple times because if you'd like to vote in next week's challenge, uh, you can go so over at our Discord community. Just go, just join Next Reel, Go to the Show Talk channel, and you can lend your voice to the chaos that is list picking and movie sabotage each week. So, but you're asking yourself, how do you get access to the Show Talk channel? Well, let me tell you. All you have to do is head over to NextReal.com/membership, and you become a supporter of the Next Real family of podcasts. For just a dollar a month, you can become a one reeler, join our online community in the Discord server, and for a few dollars more, you can become a two reeler. And join us for show live shows as we record, like this one right now. You can see our beautiful faces. Uh, you get early access to shows in your very own personal podcast feed and access to super secret member channels. Ooh. Uh, now we even allow you to support with a single annual donation at either level. You can just, like, boom, drop right there. Whatever. You got your holiday bonus? Send some love our way. So, uh, all right. So that's that was our show. So thank you guys for uh, hanging out with Ocean and Mandy.
3: Thank you, Kyle. Thank
2: you. It was a delight to have both of you on here. I hope you uh, I hope you had fun. I
3: did. I did. Yeah, I did. It was, it was I a had great... way more fun than Ocean.
4: Yeah. I, 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 yes, I, absolutely. I, can tell. <laughs> I
3: don't even know what that means. Yes,
4: and it was, a great, it was a great way to spend a Saturday morning.
5: Yes.
2: Oh, yes. So, All right, so thank you all to everybody. Uh, gee, well, I just really botched that one, so sorry, future editor, but I, I'm really bad at the dismounts, so... <laughs> Uh, thank you all for listening we'll see you next time on Saturday Matinee enough said
0: Just visit thenextreel.com/slash originals. Your purchases made through our links, give us a small commission at no extra cost to you, and allow us to keep having